When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to episode 33. We are back. <laughs> We've had a week uh, since the last episode, as you can all remember. Uh, what an episode we've got for you this week. What an episode. Uh, start off, stick around till Hedwig's droppings. We've got some important tour dates to announce, if that is the type of thing that interests you. And also, after that, stick around to right to the end of the episode. We've got a, because we've got a special sneak preview of an excerpt from our bonus podcast, Double Vision, accessible only through our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash pottervision um leave us a review if you want tell your friends but anyway let's stop yammering on here's episode 33 Bonjour la classe and welcome to Pottervision, the Pottervision podcast, the podcast where every week Tom Lawrenson, this man in a pink Snoopy short sleeve shirt and me, Lucas Kirkby, a man in a sky blue tee and light brown trousers, have a look at a chapter from those Harry Potter seven book series of books. This week, we're on episode 33, and we're on chapter 16 of Chamber of Secrets. The Chamber of Secrets. I didn't stutter. The name of the chapter is the name of the book. Tom, how are you? I'm well. I am well. Chapter 16. Sweet 16. May I ask, is it for this occasion that you have shaved your legs and you have painted your toenails? You look a treat sat there in your underpants. I've shaved my legs, I've painted my toenails. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've got a bit of a spray tan. (laughs) And I'm ready to become the homecoming queen. (laughs) Chapter 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last book. We were on the penultimate chapter. This book, we're on the antipenultimate chapter. Yo, yo! Do you know that word? Second from last, <laughs> antipenultimate. Third from last, pre-antipenultimate. What a word. I heard that the third from last is the one with the hairy chest. Oh, yeah, that's Any true. Any truth to these rumours? There is a little bit of truth that I'd like to show you. Um, so, how are you? What do I'm you know? well, I'm well. I'm, I feel very welcome today because yeah. you offered me a Mint Club biscuit. Mm. And for any fans of the show, this video will be on social media very soon. Have you offering me a Club Biscuit in your Listeners, home? can I just say, it didn't touch the sides. <laughs> It was like someone throwing a sausage down an alleyway. <laughs> I swallowed it whole like a seagull with a cocktail sausage. Honestly, uh, it, it was silent. It was, like, <laughs> it was very, very delicious. I love a mint club. Orange clubs I like as well. <laughs> but enough about the clubs I like. Enough about your exclusive clubs. How's your week been? 
all right, you know, uh, all right. I um, I uh, assembled a IKEA daybed. I can see from my vantage point mm. the fruits of your labours. Mm. And my goodness, what a fruitful endeavour you've done! Because it looks very, very good. It's yeah. cool. It's white, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it took a while. Took a while. Yeah. Borrowed a drill off my brother-in-law. Oh ele- yeah. Electric screwdriver. Yeah, yeah. He goes to me. Uh, I don't have a. I don't have a charger for it, and uh, the battery's dead. He goes, you can still borrow it though, and I was like, mm, maybe there's no point. He goes, no, it's got a tiny bit of charge, and it lasted. And can you believe this man? The whole wants- time. Yeah, this man wants a thank you. <sighs> My sister goes, out of her mind. She's out of her bloody mind. She goes, you could always buy the charger for it. And I'm like, why am I going to buy a charger for a drill that doesn't belong to me? <laughs> yeah. She thinks she's been taking stupid pills or something. Oh, if you'd have run me up, I've got one. Yeah? I've got a charger. Would you have sent it around in a cab? I'd have sent it round in a cab, yeah. <laughs> I'd have called up, uh, to know, Blakely Camps. Mm. I'd have opened the door. I'd have strapped it in. I'd say, send that to Tom's house. And it gets to my house, open the door, and I say to the driver, why is this screwdriver covered in lipstick? <laughs> <laughs> have you been kissing it? Yeah, and uh, it was a very awkward moment because, unfortunately, I didn't leave money with the <laughs> screwdriver and you had to pay. Didn't you? <laughs> That's a pay, but it's um, yeah. So I did that. That was uh, that was back breaking labour. You don't yeah. really, you bend over for like too long, thirty minutes at a time, and you're like, I've not stood up straight in a while. Yeah. And then finally standing up straight, it aches you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think my body's still recovering from that. Um, this today, I got a uh, I got a hunger inside of me. Oh yeah, an actual hunger for something very specific. Yeah. Golden Nuggets. Golden... The cereal? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I don't think I've ever had Golden Nuggets. I wanted Golden Nuggets. You know what flavour Golden Nuggets are? No. No one really knows. They're gold. <laughs> I think it's sugar. Yeah. Yellow sugar. <laughs> All right, OK. And, listeners, if you love Golden Nuggets, give me a yeehaw. <laughs> Uh, we'll do a poll or something. Do you like golden nuggets? Yes or yes. But uh, the very sweet, sickly yeah. cereal... Uh, they're crunchy. Yeah. By God, they're crunchy. So did you get into your car, into the shop, and did you buy some golden nuggets? Long story. Go on. So, pop my shoes. Yeah. yeah. Pop my trousers. I was hard because the shoes were already on. <laughs> Especially thigh highs. Jacket comes on. Yeah. yeah. Hat. Right? Mm-hmm. Walking to the supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> a, Have sex first. I'm, I'm, I'm out of shape. <laughs> Get in there, right? Looking around. Yeah. Peepers. Left, right, left, right. Find the cereal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scanning. I'm going to co-op, yeah? Yeah. No golden nuggets. Oh, come on, co-op. I'm thinking, right, second second option. I want a Nesquik. Nesquik yeah, yeah, cereal. Yeah. Yeah. They're crunchy, they're chocolatey. Yeah. I'm scanning. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. I go for crunchy nut clusters. Oh, oh that is not... That is awful. Going for... <laughs> Golden nuggets and coming back with crunchy nut clusters. I think a lot of people, well, the, you know, the ones with a bit of chocolate in them. You're mad. You've gone out to buy a cat and you've come <laughs> back with a rat. But this is not where the story ends. Go on. So I've got my clusters. Yeah. And I've got my milk. Yeah. And I've got my clubs. Yeah. Right. And I'm stood in line. Yeah. There was a monster in line. Yeah. A monster of a man. Yeah. 
right? I gaze down. I always, you know, I'm a rude guy. Yeah. I, I'll give people a once over. Yeah, yeah. Look down. He's wearing open-toed sandals. And I swear his big toenail was half hanging off. Oh! So I'm gipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making that noise. <laughs> yeah, right? Keep my eyes. They travel upwards, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trousers. Backpack, right? He's got a bottle of a very high percentage beer. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also got a bottle of like a Weetabix smoothie. You know yeah. those things? Yeah, yeah. And he's spanging them together like, whoa, whoa, like yeah. that. Yeah. Making funny noises. Yeah. And then uh, he's got a bandana over his face. Yeah. And then he's using the checkout and he's buying <laughs> these things. The woman tells him the total and he's like screaming at the woman. Saying what? Unintelligible noises, and at one point he starts laughing manically. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know what that was. Oh, that is scary. Did you get out there safe? I got out there safe. So I'm walking home. <laughs> I spied on the way back a McDonald's on someone's doorstep. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it been dropped off. By oh yeah, 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 oh yeah. And I was tempted for a moment to steal it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was honest. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And for that, I want to be rewarded. Yeah. So what is my prize? Your prize is no judgment from me. <laughs> if you'd have stole it, I'd have been judging you right now. With me white curly wig, with me gavel. What would you have said? What have you sentenced me to, Judgey? I have sentenced you to two weeks of community service. In which community? The gay community. <laughs> Happily. <laughs> you have to go to the nightclubs. Mm-hmm. You have to... Dance uh, the night away. Dance the night away. <laughs> You have to be quite sociable. Oh, let me be me. Let me be me, Judgy. Yeah, so that's been me. Can I give you a bit of advice? Yeah. You went looking for golden nuggets. The wrong way. You went into the shop and you just looked for them. But that's not the way you get to golden nuggets. Mm. You needed to walk into co-op. Place strategically bits of TNT around mm-hmm. the shop. I'm listening. Walk to a safe distance, push the plunger, explode the co-op, and then go back, and you'll see the nuggets scattered around. Well, the monster of a man, in a way, was had like it resemblance of a crazy prospector. Didn't Did he? he, Stinky Pete? If you think so. You can't help but say the word Stinky Pete when you hear the word prospector. No, you can't. And, no, you. Oh, me, I can't, no. <laughs> it's uh, from growing up on Toy Story. There's several things about you that, yeah. like, you can't help. <laughs> no. If someone said sequel, you say squeakquel. <laughs> <laughs> prospector, Stinky Pete. Yeah, it's just one of your many beautiful quirks. Thank you very anyway, much. Enough about my very interesting stories. Let's hear from you. What's been happening with you? Tom, you have just told me an extremely interesting story about golden nuggets and a crazy man, but I'm going to top it by telling you that this week I've been to buy skirting boards. America. America. Went to buy some skirting boards. For those who want to ask, it was Pine Ogie skirting boards. 15 millimetres, 2.1 metres long. That's what you want to know. And I bought five of them, but it weren't enough, so I had to go back and get two more. So you go and keep being cute, right? Yeah, Doors yeah. open. Sanitise. Hello. You walk in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, do you find them straight away? I've already sussed them out. I've already been on a recce the week before. Right. So you know what aisle you're meant to be on. I'm going to the timber yard. Full sprint. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running fast as my little legs can carry Imagine me. Imagine doing a full sprint in BQ. No one's going to stop you. The only people that work there are either over 70 or under 18. Have I ever told you my B&Q story? I want to hear your B&Q story. My, I was sent in B&Q. My dad asked... Uh, I was with my dad and he mm. said I was a little boy and he was like, go ask a member of staff a question. Right? Oh. He had a specific question that needed answering. Yeah. And find a member of staff. Yeah. And uh, have I told this before? No, this is new to me. And I go, I see his name badge and I, and I go, no point. And I come back to my dad and I go, well, I found, I couldn't, I couldn't find anyone. I found one man. Yeah. But I'm not sure he spoke English. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and as a little boy, yeah. I'd base this, my little xenophobic mind, yeah. on his name tag. Yeah. His name tag said, Gee off. <laughs> <laughs> his name was Jeff. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his name was Jeff. Oh. And uh, I'd yeah. never, sp- I've never, I don't think I'd ever seen the word, the name Jeff spelt like that. Yeah. And so I was like, man, oh. can't, man can't speak English. All these Jeffs coming over here, taking our jobs. <laughs> oh, they're all called Jeff or something. Oh. Gee off. <laughs> Gee off. <laughs> Where did you think he was from? Um, mainland Europe. Mainland Europe. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you for telling me that lovely, lovely story. So anyway, you're full sprinting in being yeah. I'm at the timber yard. I've beaten Bolt's record yeah. in under 9.4 seconds. You're now covered in sweat. I'm covered in sweat, <laughs> which is, makes it easier to stick to the timber I'm picking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want a pack of five <laughs> pine ogie, 15 millimetres tall, yeah. 2,100 millimetres long. That's mm-hmm. 2.1 metres in our money. Whoa, whoa, Layman's whoa. terms. Mm. And I'm at the till quicker than a jackrabbit into a jackrabbit hole. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I've bought it. And, oh, I've got a B&Q card, right? <laughs> and I thought it worked like... Let a, me guess. Wednesday pension special. Two for one, me get skirting boards. I've got a bean Q card, and I thought it worked like a nectar card, where yeah. you accumulate points over time. Mm. It don't work like that. What it do? It only works on your most recent purchase right. that gives you some kind of deal. So I thought I'd been accumulating points all the times I've been there over the past few months, but I'm not. I've only got whatever the deal is, and you have to log into the app to find out what the deal is that you've got. How many apps do we have to download? I know. Every supermarket's got an app. Yeah. Every product and service has got an app. B&Q. Give me a little card booklet, and every time I go there, tick on it, and when I get ten ticks, you give me a sweetie. <laughs> That's what I want, old woman from B&Q. Were you tempted by the vending machines? No. Where are the vending machines in I B&Q? S- uh, by the exit. I swear, I've all- when I was a kid, there's few things that interest you in B&Q. Yes. Some tools that you can pick up, maybe a plunger. Yeah. Uh, tape measure. Yes. The, the the kitchens that are half made up. Yeah. Quite fun. Rearranging the letters to spell rude words. Yeah, yeah. That you can put on your front door. The doorbells. The doorbells, fun. But the piece de resistance. Yeah. The vending machines. Oh. And what are they selling in there? Normal vending machine stuff. Chocolate drinks. Mars. Snickers. 
Skills. Skills. Uh, McCoy's. Yeah. Uh, water. Yeah. Coca Cola. Oh. Smarties. Yeah. Uh, minstrels. Yeah. Uh, other McCoy's. No, Maybe I... some Walker's crisps. Oh, yeah. A brownie. A brownie. Uh, now I went to Oasis. Now I regularly <laughs> visit Germany to see my girlfriend or my girlfriend's family. Right, and we went to a spa. And in this spa was the most German thing I've ever seen. It was a sausage vending machine. It's like a day spa. Like a day spa, yeah. Like a like a swimming pool sauna place that you go and visit. Really? Yeah. At first, I was saying that jokingly because I thought you were in a supermarket spa. No, no, they don't have, they don't have because, spa in Germany. Because that's... I was like... Yeah, there might be a, vent- a sausage vending machine in a supermarket called Spa. No, in but an s- actual, it's called the Jordanbad, yeah. the Jordan Baths, and it's got like, oh, there's a salty pool, there's a whirlpool, there's an outdoor pool, and, don't you dare. And it's got a sausage vending machine, and they have like cigarette vending machines and stuff as well. Do you want a uh, sausage with your massage? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do you know what? I thought this was going to be hot coals, but it turns out there was a bratwurst thrown in a good measure. You're having a massage. Oh, this is lovely. Now open your mouth. Excuse me. <laughs> Keep your eyes closed. And don't bite just yet. <laughs> disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. As you can, this is a family podcast. As you can feel the hands rubbing up and down <laughs> you, you hear whispered into your ear, ketchup or mustard. <laughs> Please turn over. (laughs) Now, the other thing I want to mention, I mentioned this on Double Vision, but tomorrow, Tom, I'm going to Sheffield to see the final of the World Snooker Championship. Oh, yeah. And I'm very excited. That's darts specifically on ITV. That music. Yeah, Franz Ferdinand. They play, no, it's Chelsea Dagger, and they play that song... During the ad breaks on That's, ITV Darts. I have no idea. No. I don't have um, my telly plugged into an aerial. Yeah. I just watch uh, catch-up things. Mm-hmm. On Sky Sports, the darts oh. music is... No, 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 it's on ITV. On Sky, it's... No, that's Michael Van Gerwen, the number one in the world, Dutch player. Right, okay. No, really? The snooker theme. Yeah, a lot that's... of music going into snooker. It's darts. They got a lot of music going into darts. Yeah, yeah. The only is. sound I thought you could hear was this. That's good. You think that's good? Yeah. That somebody throwing one dart and then three quick ones after it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got away with throwing four darts. <laughs> First one was a tester. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm very excited. I now know who's going to be in the final because the semi finals were yesterday. We're talking Sven Goran Eriksson. Sven Goran Eriksson. We're, <laughs> we're talking. Bill uh, Paxman. Bill Paxman. We're talking. Freddie Mercury. <laughs> we're talking. Snooker players. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. Oh, it's, been, uh, it's been on my bucket list to go and see that. Have you got any things on your bucket list? Things that you'd like to do before you die? Yeah. Um. No, what's what's on my bucket list? Um, I want to go to uh, Viva America. I'd love to go to Viva America. Well, I have. Have you ever been? Never. No, I want to go. I want to go to like, you know, look, go like 
don't know, New York or Los Angeles, and I want to, I don't know, go to a lot of food places that we don't get over here. That's well, maybe, cool. maybe once they bring all the food places over here, I'll have no desire to go over there. I'd like an American portion McDonald's. Have you ever had one? No. You didn't have McDonald's when you went over? I don't think I did. I had, uh, I had That's a, crazy to me. Yeah, I know. I had a Dunkin' Donuts, which was good. Yeah. I had a Wendy's, which is like... Ooh, I want that. Their kind of fast food place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other places I think I went to were more like independent food areas. If you're an American listener and you'd like to fly us over in exchange for whatever you want... <laughs> yeah, we've got a new goal on our uh, Patreon... Uh, if you get up to £4,000, we'll go on holiday to America. <laughs> and we'll spend all our time with you. We will. For £4,000, I spend a week with any one of you. <laughs> no kidding. <sighs> Tom. What? Are you ready? Hey, grumpy boy. <laughs> chapter rundown. It's chapter 16, the Chamber of Secrets. Yes, please. Uh, give me the rundown. Say... Uh, like, you know, say everything that happened in the chapter I'll whilst looking you. at me. Yeah. I will listen to the things you say, uninterrupted mine, oh, and I will, like, remember and I will enjoy it. I really hope this isn't an empty promise. Tom, chapter 16. <laughs> He's going bog-eyed and opening his mouth. Oh, don't like that. Chapter 16, the Chamber of Secrets. McGonagall's got some good bloody news. She tells everybody the mandrakes are ready and the people are going to be revived. And we will be able to find out who is the heir of Slytherin. Mm. Harry and Ron think, whoop-de-doo, we won't have to go and talk to Moaning Myrtle. But Ginny comes running into the hall, very nervous. She goes, I've got something to tell you. Percy interrupts, hints that he, he's been doing some horrendous things that Ginny caught him doing. She runs off embarrassed. Next thing you know, they visit Hermione and they find a piece of paper in her hand that talks about the basilisk. It's a snake and it kills people by looking at them. Spiders are scared of it. Something about roosters. It all makes sense. It must be the basilisk. And it's travelling through the pipes. They go to the staff room to tell McGonagall, but... There's an announcement that Ginny Weasley has been taken into the Chamber of Secrets by the monster. Dun, dun, dun. They go to find Lockhart in his office to show him where it is so he can help. But he's packing up, ready to go. He tries to get rid of their memory, but they basically threaten him. They take him to Moaning Myrtle's bathroom, where Harry speaks parcel tongue, opens the entrance to the Chamber of Secrets, and down they go through the slide. Next thing you know, Lockhart's nicked Ron's wand. He tries to obliviate them, but it backfires. There's a rock fall, and Harry is separated from Ron and Lockhart. Harry goes through on his own while Ron shifts some rocks. And Harry finds a wall that he speaks a bit more parcel tongue to, opens up and enters the Chamber of Secrets. Wow. wow. What, what a, a chapter. chapter. What a chapter. Yo, yo. I'm going to say it with more venom and emotion than I've ever said it before. Mm-hmm. What a chapter. You liked this one, did you? I liked it. Dramatic. Things are coming together and I'm so excited for the next chapter. You reckon? Things yeah. are getting close. Things yeah. are getting close. They need to talk to Moaning Myrtle. They want to yeah. listen to her moan. Whoa, 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 whoa. How are we going to get into the girls' toilets? This yeah. is going to be harder than following spiders. Oh. Are you sure, boys? 
Yeah. Because you spent most of the year in the girls' toilets. I don't think anyone would bat an eyelid if <laughs> seeing you two go in there. In fact, people have been talking about why you've stopped. <laughs> why, have, uh, why have those two perverts stopped going in the girls' bathroom? <laughs> What's going on with that? Walking over. Oh, just going to go in the girls' toilets. Hope no one says anything. No, we're not, we're not bothered. No, just going to go in there. Everyone find it a bit weird. Two boys are going in the girls' toilets. <laughs> no, boys, you know, fill your boots. Get in there. Yeah. Uh, 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 just get in there and have mm. a chat with her. But they're annoyed, aren't they? Because I think it's because there's now patrols. There's more teachers looking about. Yeah. Like, oh. Invisibility cloak would be useless. Absolutely useless. It would be useless. How would that ever work? It would never work. Go on. But it's like, you know, when you go to the shops, you come back and you remember you should have bought something else. Oh, I did Missed that opportunity, today. did you? Golden nuggets. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. Now, ten minutes into Transfiguration, McGonagall announces that exams will start on the 1st of June. And everyone's acting as if this wasn't expected. Exams are going to be happening, guys. Uh, no lessons have actually been disrupted, have they? I know stuff's going on. I know tragedies are happening. Mm. But they haven't actually missed any education, have they? No. So why wouldn't exams go ahead? Keep things as normal as possible. Exams? Yeah, why do you think you've been kept at the school? Shadows of the COVID pandemic. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Like, you know, yeah. the world is in tatters. Yet students are still doing exams. Yes. And you work in a school, don't you? Yes. And uh, are exams done in a weird way now? Yeah, it's very odd at the minute. I, I mean, I, I don't understand why they're doing it like this, because now it's all teacher-assessed. Mm. So the teachers are setting the assessments. They get a bit of leeway as to what they can assess. And then students are being ranked. They're being put in a rank order and then given grades. Which is kind of like, it's actually quite similar to what happens normally, but in terms of, you know, like grade boundaries. Mm. Whereas if, oh, if too many people have done well, they'll shift the grade boundaries up. So not as many That's people. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. But it's like it would happen in uni, wouldn't it? If everyone found the exam easy, the, uh, the things would go up. And if everyone found the exam hard, the boundaries would go lower, wouldn't they? I don't like people involved in education. My sisters are teachers, yeah. <laughs> and a teacher-to-be, <laughs> but I don't know, I've always had a problem with teachers, I've yeah. never had a favourite teacher, I've never had a favourite lecturer, yeah, mm. authority sucks, okay. and that is one of the themes of this chapter, control, yes. indoctrination, there's several things throughout this chapter mm. where you realise this is crazy, mm. you know, and the fact that the boys are so worried about these exams, it goes to show how indoctrinated they are. Yeah. It's like, their friend um, is in hospital. Yes. And there's a threat of death looming throughout the school, mm. yet they're still like, oh, God, me year eight sats. Good grief. It, surely any normal uh, human being would not give two diddly squats about exams. Do you know, like, with this threat looming... I 100% agree with you. The only argument I would counteract with that is the idea that if you don't pass the exams, you're not staying at Hogwarts. And it's the only wizarding school in the country, as far as we know. Yeah, but, I mean, in the past book, and we've not had any utterance of any student being asked to leave Hogwarts because they're yeah. so poor. Yeah. We're constantly told that Crabbe and Goyle are educationally subnormal. Yes, 
And he, Neville, really, as well. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, they're stating. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. Crabbe and Goyle apparently have dormant looks on their faces. Yeah. You know, they mm. need extra help. Yeah, they're stating. Mm. So I don't think that threat should be worth listening to. No, no. I mean, Seamus, it says he howls. Exams. Oh! Exams. Ow! But then the exams, that would sound like a howl, wouldn't it? With, with owls. Owls! Mm. Very good. Um, but yeah, I think I think there should be exams. Keep things as normal as possible. But for me, the thing that would annoy me is the short notice. The fact that she says they're starting in a week. Yeah. Get revising. Just, but I wouldn't. If I was one of them students, I wouldn't bat an eyelid. No. Boys, you gotta think about the bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's not real. None of this stuff matters. Yeah. Maybe if you want to be an aura. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Later on in life, but. Nah, you can get by just fine without owls. <laughs> there seems to, there does seem to be this mirror between like the, the COVID pandemic and schools and this and whether they should have shut Hogwarts down. Do you think they should have shut Hogwarts down earlier? No, it would make a very boring book. <laughs> it would make a boring book, but would they be safe? <laughs> but maybe you need your exams because is it going to be likely that instead, you know, if you don't pass your exams at Hogwarts you're going to end up selling shrinking keys to muggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Is that, that Being a rapscallion. That, 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 that ludicrous crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think a lot of employers are going to look at owls, they're going to look at newts, mm. and they're going to be saying, look, uh, I don't think you're going to be able to do this. But then if you think of somebody like Arthur Weasley, who seems very daft... And yet he has a very high up job in the ministry mm. where he is in charge of Muggle affairs. I don't think he's going to have done amazingly in, ex- in, in his exams. And yet he is very high up in government. You're not wrong. Am I wrong? Am I, I, think, I wrong, listeners? I think Arthur Weasley would have done very good in his exams. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah, all right, fair enough. I don't know. We never hear, do we hear of Arthur Weasley at Hogwarts? No. Because you always hear about James and the other one. Lily. Lily. <laughs> but you don't hear about, were they at the same time? Was he a bit older? Is he like 10 years older? Perhaps he's probably 10 years older. Yeah, because I get the sense, because obviously they've had kids a lot earlier than mm. Lily and James, because they've got like Charlie, who's in his 20s, and yeah. Bill and Percy and all that. They're a few years older, aren't they? Yeah. Because I get the sense that Lily and James died maybe in their late 20s. I don't mm. know. People will probably know these facts. Whereas I get the impression that Molly and Arthur are maybe late 40s, early 50s. Mm, perhaps. Perhaps. McGonagall is trying to announce good news. I have good tidings, students. To the school. But everyone can't stop interrupting. Yeah. I've got good news to announce. You know, Dumbledore's coming back. The exams are cancelled. Quidditch is back! Read the room, Oliver Wood. Shut up. <laughs> All of you, shut up. A teacher's talking. Yeah. If I came in today, mm. you open the door, I'm rubbing my hands. <laughs> Tom, I've got some good news for you. Mm. What would you think the news was? Well, it's funny, you get two things. What would you like the news to be? Yeah. So, like, if you came round, mm-hmm. I've got some good news. I don't know, I'll go... Uh, uh, we had some good reviews. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Likelihood, 
you got an extra, you got a free upgrade at McDonald's. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be lovely. For you, I think if you say good news, I would guess that we've had a TV contract, a multi-season deal on uh, HBO, yeah, yeah. something like that. The Harry Potter sketch show. The Harry Potter talk show. Hey, coming up, we got Hagrid. Hey, give it up for the band. That'd be good. The Harry Potter show. We've always wanted to do that, haven't we? And I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but we've always wanted to run a Harry Potter pub quiz yeah. where we don't know what the answers are. <laughs> don't know if we've mentioned this before. We well, just we... ask ask questions. Yeah. Uh, how old were the uh, Malfoy's parents when they met? Seventeen. Um, Could be. Could be. <laughs> and that would be the quiz. <laughs> that would be the quiz. People answer. Go. Hmm, could be right. Could be right. Would that be entertaining? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> It's a funny idea. But we'd love to do it. Mm. But this is great news, isn't it? The mandrakes are ready for cutting and people will be revived tonight. Why is she announcing that? What do you mean? It's good news. Why is she announcing it to the school? It's good news. Idiot. Good news. She's just announced the people will be able to revive them and they will be able to tell us what happened. Oh, yeah, fair enough. She's just given... The air of Slytherin, the inside skinny, yeah, on you know, their plan, you know, to, yeah, yeah. to, to catch them. We're coming for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Why don't they just keep that stum? She could have bitten her tongue for twenty four hours yeah. and, and they, sorted it. Because you know, no one's no one's banging their heads against the wall demanding you know, Colin Creevy get quicker attention. <laughs> Are they? We want updates. We mm. want updates. Yeah, just wait one more day. Mm. Mm. But I get the joy. You know, people are going to be revived. I don't know about you, but I've missed Hermione the past few chapters. I have. She's left a big gap. In voices of women in this book. Voices of women and oh, just Harry and Ron together. They need somebody else with them mm. who's got half a brain. And that's Hermione. And I've missed her. And I'm glad soon she will be back. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. These boys have regretted. They realised. Moaning Myrtle. Whoa. It was Myrtle. We could have asked her all this time. Yeah. We could have asked her. And then, but in the same sense, they get Ginny walking up to them. Right prepared to spit out information yeah. about the Chamber of Secrets. And they're ruining the chances. Ron's like, what? Shut up. Tell me. Be quiet. Yeah. Like, scaring her off. Be nice. Yeah. I mean, Harry gets a, an inkling. He says... Oh, is, she, is this about the Chamber of Secrets? <laughs> is about the uh, about Chamber of Secrets, uh, Ginny? He rem- uh, Ginny reminded Harry of Dobby. Don't tell Ginny that. <laughs> Keep that to yourself. Don't be telling... A young girl that she reminds you of an elf. 30 years time, you know, 20 years time, 10 years time when they're uh, laying their marital bed together. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what first attracted me to you? What? You, uh, you remind me of Dobby. <laughs> uh. Can we shag? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you remind me of house elves when you're anxious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
and Percy comes in and ruins the mood. She runs off. He drives me crazy, this bloke. Oh. He drives me crazy. But they don't chase after her. Harry knows something's up. He knows she's about to say something about the Chamber of Secrets. She runs off and he doesn't think to follow her or talk to her. They just leave, leave her and they just talk to Percy about whatever he, whatever he's been getting up to. Yeah, they're treating... His, they, they, just, they admire confidence over anything. Yeah. Percy comes in. I'll have that seat now. Oh, will you? Yeah. How about you go sit somewhere else? Yeah. You curly-haired fifth year, whatever he's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you go sit with some people your own age? Yeah. It bloody annoys me because actually it felt like Ginny was about to reveal something and they slowly gained her trust. I regularly go on walks through Heaton Park in yeah. Manchester. And we like looking at the squirrels. It gets busy, Heaton Park. It does get busy. People zooming past on uh, scooters. Exactly. Where are they getting them scooters from? I don't know. Are they bringing them from home? Are they renting them? Toddlers in mini Jeeps that yeah. are like remote control that they drive around. Rich people, poor people. All sorts of people. And we Luke, like to Lucas see... Kirkby. I'm there. I'm there. In his Heelys. In my Heelys. <laughs> sometimes I wear Heelys, sometimes I wear the ones that flash when you stamp. Oh. We like the squirrels. We like going down and the squirrels come and they touch your hand and they think you might have some grey ones. Grey ones, yeah. Those evil grey American squirrels. Those evil grey American squirrels. That kill the red squirrels. That kill the red squirrels. From we their diseases. Them. We love them. Mmm. But we gain their trust. This is this reminded me of Harry talking to Ginny. Yeah. We're there. It takes a few minutes for a squirrel to come to you. Yeah. It needs to build trust. And then some clodopping family with a Springer Spaniel come marching past and scare it off. And they're Percy to me. Clodhopping family? Yeah. With a... I don't know, a Springer Spaniel. Springer They've always got some kind of sniffy dog that scares them off. Springer Spaniel. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um... That's it. <laughs> The, no, no, that's a basset hound. How does a dog bark? <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah, can't do that's like a that, that's like a a, a, a hound, that, like a a basset hound. <laughs> Rottweiler. Anyway, it's annoying. It's annoying. That's what the, we're saying. The sound effect and story. Percy's annoying, and I'm going to read what Percy says that he thinks Ginny is talking about because this sounds. Mm-hmm. Very rude and horrendous. He says, uh, well, uh, if you must know, Ginny uh, walked in on me the other day when I was... Uh, well, never mind. Uh, the point is, she spotted me doing something and I um, I asked her not to mention it to anybody. Mm-hmm. What else could it be other than what I'm thinking? He was Buffalo Billing, wasn't he? What's Buffalo Billing? Have you seen... Um, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Skinning people. No, where he's uh, dancing in front of the mirror. Yeah. With his bits behind his legs. <laughs> pretending <laughs> to be a woman. Pretending to be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be something like that, hasn't it? i got Buffalo Bill on the brain at the minute. You have, haven't you? I posted a picture of myself on Instagram last night. With Buffalo Billing? With a, with a Buffalo <laughs> Bill caption. I was thinking, I genuinely don't know what this is about, but I think he's got a girlfriend. Is that what this is about? Has he been snogging somebody? I think so. Yeah, maybe a slithering, that's why he was hanging around the dungeons. Um, I think it's that that petrified prefect, the the Ravenclaw one. Penelope Clearwater. Yeah. But what she caught him doing the other day with her? Because she's petrified. Kissing her. Oh! Should he go to jail? Yes. 
once I think Dennis Rodman was asked, have you ever kissed a woman while she was asleep? And he said yes. Basketball player. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. The only reason I know who Dennis Rodman is is because I watched two episodes of a reality wrestling show where celebrities learn how to wrestle, and he was one of them. I watched a few episodes of The American Apprentice when Donald Trump hosted it, mm-hmm. when Dennis Rodman was in. Uh, I was watching it because the American comedian Tom... No, the Canadian comedian Tom Green was on it as well. Yeah. And Tom Green went week two. Because the night before, he went out drinking with Dennis Rodman. No. And the next day, they fired Tom Green. Because I was thinking, Dennis Rodman is probably a bigger pull in terms of audience. Yes. Yeah. What an interesting story. Remember Celebrity (laughs) Apprentices. You're not being kept for your business acumen. You're being kept for the viewership. No. You know, look at the leader of this company. It's a famous person. Mm. That's what they want. Famous people. Famous people. People who can endorse their products. Now, Percy is glugging tea. Mm. It made me realise they're drinking tea at this school. They're giving children tea. Delicious drink. Don't get me wrong. Listeners, before this podcast started, I I admit openly, I drank a cup of Earl Grey. Yeah. But, like, giving it to students... Yeah. We didn't have tea at my school. No. Bit of squash, maybe. Mm-hmm. What is squash to an American? Cordial. Juice. A concentrated juice that you dilute in water. Yes. Because on its own, it's too strong. It's a very British thing, I think, squash. Mm. A lot of people don't know about it. I don't think it's big in mainland Europe, the idea that you add water to cordial. Yeah. Mm. A very British thing. Things like tinned, tinned soup and stuff and tinned... Beans. People are addicted to squash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, adults, can't drink water without squashing it. Yeah. People I work with, like they say things, oh, I can't drink water. It's boring. What do you mean boring? Yeah. It's life. It's life. Water it's life. es vida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I find water a bit boring. I can drink water on its own. I can drink water. Yeah. I, I'm known to glug three litres a day. That's what they call you, three litre Tom. Forever glugging. Sounds atrocious. And there's a new entry in the worst sounds we've ever heard on the podcast. Coming in at number four, Tom glugging three litres of water. But yes, squash. You are not a fan of tea. No, I'm not a fan of tea. You hold your hands up high and you openly admit you don't like hot drinks. No. Do you ever... When did this start? Did you, were you served a hot drink as a child and you said no? Did I've, you never have a hot drink and then you had a hot drink and you said no? I Please. just never want it really. I, I don't like the flavour of tea. If I had to drink a tea to be polite, I would want some sugar in it. I don't like coffee. I think I don't like coffee because somebody once made me drink uh, uh, eat a spoon of granules on their own as a, a dare. Oh, yeah. And that was horrible and that put me off. That'll do it. Coffee, yeah. That'll do it. Uh, similar with pepper. My dad once made me sniff pepper. Why? I just because it'd be funny. Weird punishment. Daddy made you do that. Dad, daddy made me do it. Yeah, <laughs> and um, but yeah, and I don't like the idea of because you can't just drink a hot drink. You have to like blow on it and sip it a bit and wait for it to cool down. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, that. I've never had a hot vimto. I've been served them. But yeah. I've gone. I'd rather have a cold Vimto than a hot one. I like a cold Vimto. 
Yeah, even hot, like, sometimes you'd have, like, hot juice or something. I remember having that. Ooh. But then being like, oh, I'd rather this was cold. Yeah, cold drink person, that's me. Should you give caffeinated hot drinks to children to get them addicted? No. No. No, no, no. No. But also, kids don't like the taste, so they're going to fill it with sugar. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got another sugar addiction. Then you've got sugar plus caffeine plus hot water addiction. The boys make a run for it. Yeah. Professor Lockhart is leading them to a class. Mm-hmm. They uh, give him some compliments and they said, yeah. we can walk the rest of the way. He goes, you're right. I'm going to go do my hair. And the boys make slip. Harry is full of guile. He knows what pushes Lockhart's buttons. Mm-hmm. He knows how to bend him to his will. And I think he's very clever with that. He's manipulating. He's very manipulative. He's got him bent over. He's got him bent over. He's striking him on the hind. Yeah. <laughs> He's going right where he wants him. There's a Harry-shaped handprint on his bottom. Mm. And uh, they go, but then they bump into McGonagall, don't they? Yeah. And they've just told a lie to Lockhart. And now they tell a lie to McGonagall. Mm. Rename this book. Shouldn't be Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. It should be Harry Potter and the Pathological Lying. Oh, my God. He cannot bear to tell the truth. The lie as well. The lie. We're going to see Hermione. McGonagall shed a tear at the thought of these boys sneaking away to visit their petrified friend. Yeah. If only she knew the truth. Yeah. She sat there thinking... How endearing. Yeah. These boys, you know, they're not their friend for a while. They miss her so much. If she don't need the truth, they're not bothered at all. <laughs> Ron goes, that's the best story you've ever come up with. What an excellent lie. The idea that we cared about our friend. Oh, my goodness. Give that person a Pulitzer Prize. Mm. Harry, you've come up with the most incredible story that you care. Mm. What a lie. How could he come up with it? <laughs> because he doesn't. They've not visited her for weeks. Master manipulator. Yeah. He's got McGonagall like, bent over. Yeah. And he's striking a bare hind. Every single one of those teachers is bent over a table with the trousers down, ready to be banged by Harold <laughs> Potter. I like this bit of McGonagall because mm-hmm. we're slowly seeing her soften, aren't we? At the beginning of the first Boys, book, I'm softening. <laughs> come back. McGonagall. <laughs> McGonagall. In the first book, we just knew her strict. She sticks to the rules. She's not to be messed with. She's always got a thin mouth. Which oh! Me- which means she's mean. But now we're seeing her tear up, we're seeing her soften, we're seeing her let things fly. <laughs> Guys, you can miss your lesson to see your friend. And I think it's lovely. What do you think, Tom? I think it's lovely. Yeah, me too. But also, I've been wondering, has anyone informed Hermione's parents that she's spending a second term in the hospital while at Hogwarts? Yeah. I don't think they have any idea. Back in hospital. How was your year, Hermione? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> Two stints in hospital. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't want to bother you. I didn't want to bother you. Well, what happened? One, turned myself into a cat. Right. And two, I caught eye of a uh, horrific monster. You're not going to that school anymore. 
Please, Mummy and Daddy, I'll be a good little girl. No, you are going to Stonewall High Comprehensive. We're not having it. Yeah, Matt, she's been in the hospital for like the majority of the year. And they don't they don't have a clue, these two poor dentists. Oh, no, mad. I'm assuming that she normally writes home, so they'll have stopped those yeah. letters. They've not questioned it. They've not come to have a look. Unless she's got them on like a backlog. Yeah. You know, like little fake things that she says to them. Yeah, yeah. But what are those muggle parents thinking? Are they, are they like, we need to speak to the school. We don't have the address. We don't have they, the address. They always speak directly to her. Uh, Dumbledore there. He's been sacked. Huh? Right. Um, why? A uh, monster is a loose. I know this loose. <laughs> there are killings. Mm. Uh, is one of them. Uh, but don't worry, don't worry. Uh, the plants we're growing are teenagers now. These people are clueless. <laughs> What's happening? They've started to get into each other's pots, <laughs> and soon, um, soon we'll have the uh, the cure. Could you not just buy the cure from some ready-made? No, no, no. They have to be homegrown. Don't call us again. Anyway, what have you been up to? <laughs> Worrying mostly. Very, very worrying. Madame Pomfrey, she lets Harry and Ron in, but she goes, I don't know why you're here. There's no point talking to a petrified person. Madame Pomfrey, maybe this visit's for us. Maybe this is for our mental well-being. There's no point talking to a petrified person. Yeah. Look at this. You can say anything you want to them and they won't move. Look, stupid, stupid, stupid girl. Girl, 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 stupid. Look, her expression doesn't change. You were a cat, you were a cat, you're stupid. There are exams. You're petrified. Not even a flicker. What are you doing here, boys? <laughs> we're here to see our friend. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, so then they spy something in Hermione's hand. Mm. They start prizing her cold hand open. Breaking her fingers. One. Crack. Two. Two. Crack. Three. Crack. I think I can get Four. it now. No, no. Four. <laughs> Crack. Yeah. So note. Yes. Torn from a page of the Holy Bible. I couldn't believe she's pulled a page out of a book. Black spot. Yeah. She was going to hand Harry the black spot. Yeah. To tell him that he's no longer a pirate. <laughs> the black spot. No, it was a um, it was a description of the basilisk. Oh, yeah. Where it came from. What it wants. Yeah. Uh, how it... Uh, what hates it. Yeah. What it hates. Uh, we found out that it was born from a chicken egg hatched beneath a toad. What are you on about? The basilisk's mum... Is a chicken. Is a chicken. <laughs> she... Her dad... A toad. <laughs> this, this mother, this mother-to-be, uh, she's, got, she's got a lovely egg, right? This is like one of your weird fairy stories that you've read. She's got a lovely egg that she's sat on, right? One day, Mr Toad comes along. Oh, you must be tired, Mrs Chicken. Always sat on your egg, warming it. Why don't you let me look after your egg for a day, mm. for an afternoon? She goes, oh, all right, Mr Toad. I'll <laughs> let you look after my chicken egg mm. while I go to the shops, catch up with friends. She comes back. She goes, thank you, Mr Toad, for looking after my egg. Two weeks later, the egg hatches <laughs> into a snake. 
And she's going back to that toad, going, what the hell have you done with my baby? <laughs> a 20-foot-long snake that can petrify and kill people from a mere gaze. Um, oh, that's no son of mine! <laughs> I'm just imagining a final scene of this where the chicken comes into the uh, <laughs> into the chamber of secrets. Now, what have you been up to, my boy? <laughs> You've been running off to killing all these mudbloods. A crowing rooster is fatal to it. Do you know what? I'm glad that Christopher Columbus took this plot thread <laughs> out of the film. Because, hey, we've got to add the bit where Hagrid finds some dead roosters. Kikiriki, said the Spanish rooster. <laughs> yeah, they go down the Chamber of Secrets. They know from this book that the cry of a rooster can kill them. Why aren't they taking Foghorn Leghorn down there? <coughs> I, I love this bit. I love this bit. And I love that fairy tale you just, you just told. Thank you. And it did remind me of Tales of Beedle the Bard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listeners, if you've not had a chance yet... Uh, why not check out our Patreon mm-hmm. where we are going through Tales of Beedle Bar chapter by chapter mm-hmm. and it's full of weird and unusual tales like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first one is uh, the hopping pot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And that was a cracking one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. If but... you want to listen to that, check out our Patreon. Check it More out. More of that on there. They realise yeah. what has happened to all these kids. They're petrified yeah. because they did not get direct contact with the eyes of this serpent. Yes. Colin Creevy saw it through a camera lens. Yeah. Um, Hermione through a mirror. Yeah. Um, what the other one? Uh, 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 Justin saw it through, excuse me, through Nick. Through Nick. Yeah, through nearly headless Nick. Nick was already dead Nick to was already black. dead. And another difference from the film, Ron is not as sassy in the book. Go on. Because in the film he goes, what about Mrs Norris? I bet she didn't have a mirror, Harry. Oh, you little bitch. Yeah. Let me explain. Harry. Puggle water, puggle water. It was the puggle water, Ron. (laughs) It was the puggle water. Right. Now, Colin, I was fine with all them, but Colin seeing it through his camera is a stretch. Yeah. Right. So by that logic, I've looked through a camera before. Mm. It's just two panes of glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe one. Maybe it's plastic, right? So by that logic, anyone wearing glasses would only be petrified. Yeah. You know, or if you saw the basilisk through a window, you'd be petrified. Yes. If a pane of glass yeah. can obscure it. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Harry will be protected. He's got nothing to worry about. Mm. Everyone in Hogwarts, as a precaution, should just go around wearing goggles. Mm. Do you reckon, like, the thicker the glass, the less petrified they would be? Well, just walk around, you know, with a walking stick, you know, like a blind man's white pole. Yeah, that'd be good, yeah. yeah that would Still be good, being able it? to see, just having the stick. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, they're, where are they going to go? They gonna, is their aim they're going to go to Moan and Myrtle? No, I think they decide that they're going to actually... Uh, Talk Tell Dumbledore, to, talk McGonagall. To, uh, McGonagall, yeah. Right, but before but, they can, yes. One. I was just going to ask. Go on, please. I'm desperate for a question. They're going to treat all these people by making them drink the draft, the Mandrake oh. draft. How are they going to heal Nick? Because as we know, they cannot eat or drink. Are they going to do what they did in the uh, Death Day party, where they're just going to float him through the cure and hope that he can half taste it? How do they get him back? I want to know. Make it into a mist. 
Oh, that'd be good. I mean, boil it up into a steam. That'd be very good. I'd do it. Get him in a sauna for five hours. It's mad that this beast yeah. can petrify a dead soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was killed by the sound of a crowing rooster. It's mad, isn't it? Pathetic. Yeah, that's why you never see him hanging around farms. And Aragog, as big as he is, with all these massive children, yeah. all of them can't take him down. This and big... also, Aragog, you're blind. Come in and sort him out. Yeah, have a bite. You can't even see him anymore. Yeah. Sort him out, Aragoggy. So the bell, before they can go to McGonagall, the bell rings. Yeah, and it made me realise, so they're using bells to yeah, yeah, yeah. schedule uh, lessons, lessons and stuff yeah. at Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. More of that indoctrination. Remember at school... Primary school, bell rings. First whistle, stand still. <laughs> Second whistle, go get in line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild that, wasn't it? Sta- oh. tra- trained us like animals. It was very strange. I remember, yeah, people would all get lined up in the morning. The teacher would walk up and down the schoolyard and anybody who moved out of place would have to stay till the end. Mental. Absolutely mad. After doing that, sometimes I would go look in the bathroom mirror and you know what would look back? What? Like a jackass from a cartoon, you know, like a donkey. <laughs> yeah, Staring yeah. at myself, you Just moron. Like Letting these teachers walk all over you. Oh, yeah, it is very, you know, you follow them. But remember, us. my sisters are teachers, so I can say what I want about teachers. That is the rule. Those are the rules. And similarly, with my parents' careers, I can slag off bankers and you're a teacher. as much as I want. Well, I would call myself a tutor or a mentor, but I'm not a qualified teacher. I'd call you a tutor. I would call you a Jacobite. Thank you. Finally. About time you got to this. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to tell McGonagall. At last, mm. at last, they're going to finally tell a teacher what's going on. But before they do, they hear an announcement. Yeah. Students go to your common rooms, teachers get to the staff room. I yeah. love that the teachers are just abandoning the kids. Yeah, yeah. It's not teachers escort students to the common room and then come to the staff room. Yeah. It's students, fend for yourselves, go to your homes, teachers, come for a coffee. Very true. Um, Ron and Harry climb into an ugly wardrobe. Love that there's a wardrobe in the staff room. Why's it got to be ugly? <laughs> Everything's got to be ugly in these books. The wardrobe had thin lips. <laughs> <laughs> a dumpy looking wardrobe sat in the corner with ugly things in it and big teeth. And they find out that um, the chamber has been opened. Yeah. A student has been taken... Uh, and it's Ginny. It's Ginny Weasley. Yeah. Right? Ron falls to the floor. <laughs> I know this is traumatic for someone to hear that your sister's been taken in, but the idea of him sliding onto the wardrobe floor really made me laugh. A bit Tom and Jerry, that, innit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a wavy fall <laughs> to the floor. Yeah. How have they not heard that? They go back to their common room. Yeah. All the Weasleys and Harry are sat together. Apart from Percy, yeah. who has shut himself in his room, back to Buffalo Billing. Back to <laughs> Buffalo Billing. I want to say, though, there's a lovely moment before that in the staff room where the teachers gang up on Gilderoy Lockhart and we finally see a bit of comeuppance. And actually, I think this is the first time that we are 
supposed to be on Snape's side or see like a redeeming part of Snape, where he winds Lockhart up and goes, Oh, perfect opportunity, Gilderoy. You said you were going to defeat the monster, so you're going to defeat the monster. It's hard with Snape now. Because, yeah. Because we know the story. Me and you. Yeah. And most adults. Yeah, yeah. Most people who are listening to this. Yeah. I'd love to know what I first... I can't even remember what I first thought of Snape. Yeah. Do you know when I was reading the books? Did I like him? Did I dislike him? Did I trust him? Did I think he was a villain? Had yeah. she successfully made me think that he was a Death Eater? Yeah. I think it's one of those where... I think you're taken up and down and round the houses, aren't you? Because at the beginning you think he's awful. Then I think you warm to him a bit in the... I don't know, books two, three, four. Mm. And then he starts actually... Doing naughty things. Mm. Mm. But yeah, I love that bit where Lockhart gets his comeuppance a little bit. Yeah. The boys decide they're going to tell um, Lockhart that mm. the chamber is in the girls' bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. In the common room. Uh, they're back in the common room after it's been announced that Ginny Weasley has been taken by the monster... And is in the Chamber of Secrets. And it says, this was the worst day of Harry's life. Oh, he sat in the common room. This is the worst day of my life. Her brothers turned to him. She's our sister. Oh, but she fancied me. This is the worst day of my life. You've never, spo- oh. You've never spoke to her. Oh, I could have. I'd listened. <laughs> How is this affecting me? I want to know. <laughs> just met just Harry. All on him. Yeah. yeah. It's not not about. This is not about you. I hate them people. Yeah. They exist. I know them. Yeah. Make, oh. ev- make everything about them, even though it don't concern them. How do you think it made me feel? <laughs> it's all about you, isn't it? Absolutely terrible. Um. Yeah. Have they got a Gilderoy Lockhart to yeah, tell him yeah. where the chamber is? And they find out, he admits to them that he's not really, he didn't actually do any of those things. Yeah, yeah. You know, someone else did, but Mm. he took credit for them. It's horrendous, this. Uh, Not the credit bit, because that's just like, whatever, you're lying about doing stuff. It's the memory charms. (laughs) It's the fact that he is... Wiping memories. Wiping memories and making these people... I I can't think of a worse crime than that. no. Because as we know from other stuff we've read, like, the memories can, like, wipe years. Hey, do you know the Neville's parents are, um, they've lost their minds. Have they? Yeah. Yeah. They're not dead. No. They were tortured, tortured by, um, what's she called? Helena von McCarter. Uh, Bellatrix Lestrange. Yeah, yeah. so now they're in Mundungo's. Oh, Mungo's uh, mental Mun- hospital. Yeah, Mundungo. Yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah. St. Mungo's. St. Mungo's, yeah. Um, mental hospital. What if you did the that memory wiping charm on them? Would that cure them? I don't know. They'd be able to forget. Because it's a bit like a reset, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do they call it? I think they call it retconning. To be retconned no. is when you have like a, a thing where your memories... Well, that's good. It could be used for good, couldn't it? You know, people who've suffered trauma mm. or... Um, yeah, things that they want to forget. Would you ever like to wipe your mind, your own memories? No, I don't think so. I think every experience is a learning lesson. Even if even if it's a bad experience, I think you can learn from stuff. I think, I don't know, I think some 
traumas obviously are horrendous. I toy with the idea of having my mind completely wiped. Completely wiped. Yeah. So you'd wake up tomorrow not knowing who you were, yeah. who everyone else is. You knock on the door. Yeah. Go, who are you? You must be the vicar. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up having no memory of who you are. Mm. A man knocks on your door with a chicken mayo sandwich, <laughs> a Coke Zero for himself. He goes, right, ready to record? <laughs> What do you think's going on? Vicar's here. <laughs> Imagine, I'm coming up the stairs. You don't know who I could be your husband. I could be, I could be your dad. Sit down be, in here. I go, where are your pillows? We need to record. <laughs> You're thinking, what bloody hell's going on here? <sighs> I, I, it would freak me out, I think, losing my memory. I'd, I think it'd be, I'd love to try it for a day to observe myself, like... What would, who would I be? You know, your personality you've developed by copying things, yeah. and mimicking your parents yeah. growing up. Yeah. And that'd be fun. You'd just be like a dormant soul, wouldn't you? I'd like it. Maybe you just need to take some spice. <laughs> same, yeah. the same effect. But it, I'd love to do that. We should do an experiment. Instead of uh, 51st dates, it'd be uh, 51st podcast episodes. Where every week you have your memory wiped and we get to know each other again, but through a different <laughs> chapter of the books. He says Lockhart. Yeah. It, it wasn't him who banished the uh, Bondi Banshee. Yeah. Uh, it was someone else, but he says, but who would want to see the witch who did it had hairy chin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, isn't it? No, people pe- would still people want to know about her. You got a hairy chin. Yeah, and he says, like, the Armenian warlock was ugly as well. And it's like, I don't know. I, th- I think it is more... I do agree with him in one <laughs> the sense. Arme- the Armenian warlock. Do you know what his name was? Gioff. Oh, that Gioff. <laughs> no one wants to read about a Gioff. But yeah, Gilderoy's been lying this whole time, it yeah. turns out. Yeah. He's been lying. Have you ever told a lie? Yeah. Have I ever told you about that Spice Girls lie I told? No. I was in year five. Yeah. Some boy was bragging about how he met Steps. Mm. He's like, I met Steps. And he had a picture. I met Steps. Look, it's me with Steps. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I've met the Spice Girls. Yeah. And then everyone was like, really? Wow. Yeah. Really impressed. And then, because I was shocked by that response, I went, I had to ask myself, I was like, have I met the Spice Girls? <laughs> and I'd not met the Spice Girls. Did you keep the lie going? Never asked about again, but I didn't back down. That's good. I remember a kid at school who claimed to be a direct descendant of Henry VIII. Mm. Which definitely was a lie. I remember a kid at school saying he had a dinosaur in his back garden. Brilliant. And I was sceptical, but I did half believe him. I was like, no, you don't. But in yeah, my yeah, mind, yeah. I was like, yeah, he might. Because yeah, yeah. I was imagining a dinosaur looking through your window with its eye. Yeah. I must have got that memory from Jurassic Park. Turns out he's just very rude about his nana. So, Gilderoy is about to obliviate Ron and Harry. Yes. Harry gives the does the Expelliarmus charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ron grabs his wand <laughs> and throws it out the window. Ron, <laughs> who's been desperate for a wand <laughs> the whole year, immediately throws it out the window. He's a fool. Since September. Oh, this wand. How am I going to pass my exams with this? 
I'm too poor to get a replacement. <laughs> My mum and dad are going to kill me. Where am I going to find a wand? You've got one in your hand and you lob it out the window. Ron, you don't deserve a working wand. <laughs> you don't deserve to pass your exams. You are an idiot and a fool. Oh. Ron, 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 Ron. They find out, they go going to Mona Myrtle, right? Myrtle, 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 where are you? They say. And at this point, they're essentially holding Lockhart by gunpoint. Yeah. And leading him... We will kill you if you don't yeah. join us. That's what they're threatening. Kill me, I'd say. I don't want to see a basilisk. <laughs> yeah. Um, they take him down there. And uh, they go, Myrtle, how did you die? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Myrtle regales her tale of how she died quite fondly. She was like, oh, I was in here crying. Heard a boy talking. I saw some yellow eyes and I died. This is the key bit of information yeah. where she should have known, no, the school should have known, that Hagrid was innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. She goes, I heard a boy's voice. Yeah. When Hagrid was in year eight, at seven foot of a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did not sound like a boy. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like, he's, did you hear a boy's voice or did you hear an ogre's voice? There's a massive difference. Look, I heard a boy's voice. He was speaking a different language and that language was Cornish. <laughs> she would have been able to see Hagrid's head over the uh, stalls. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's not Hagrid. Yeah. And I don't get why, because the school know which girl has died and they've never asked her. What killed you? What happened? Mm. They've never investigated that. They knew it was Moaning Myrtle. They know that she's been haunting that bathroom for 50 years. And no one has ever gone into the bathroom and gone, do you remember anything about how you died? Dumbledore, Dumbledore, why have you not investigated the death of my daughter? Oh, it's just, uh, to be quite honest with you, it's very depressing. I don't like thinking about it. (laughs) Look! She haunts the bathroom. It's a USP, a unique selling point. If I help to find the killer, she'll go away. Hey, look, it's a girl's bathroom. I'm not going in there. I'm a boy. I'm a boy. <laughs> look at my boy bits. Come on. I can't go in. I can't go it's in. It's a family podcast. It's not a family podcast unless every member of the family is above 18. <laughs> it's an 18 plus family oh, yeah. pod. Cast. So they she points because over there it was somewhere over there. They look at the sink and on one of the taps that's never worked, there's a little snake. And Harry tries to say "open up," <laughs> but he says it in English. What a scene! I'd in Anglais. I'd love to see that scene in the film. I know. Harry really staring at her. A tap. Open up. Then he looks at Ron. And he. That was in English. Mate, did you not hear yourself? <laughs> did you not feel your lips go open up? Did I not say Saya Hasiheth? Did I not say Saya Hasiheth? <laughs> no, you didn't. You said open up. Let me try again. Open up. What? Oh, Just, no. well, you said Saya Hasiheth to me. <laughs> Turn that way and say it. <laughs> Look at the tab and say Saya Hasiheth. Sorry, right. I'm, I'm getting confused. What are we doing here? Right. You want to say open up <laughs> to the tap. Open up, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not saying it in English. You're saying it 
in Parcel Tunnels. Hi, yes, yes. Yes, exactly. Sorry, okay. yes, right. Go on then. Open up. No, Harry, you're not getting this right. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not listening to me. Mm. You need to say it in Parcel Tunnels. Hi, yes, yes. Not to me, to the tap. Open up. Right, okay, we're going. Uh, can, can someone else help him, please? <laughs> I've reached the end of my tether. <laughs> They send Lockhart first down the pipe. It's like being at the real sun centre. How'd you get back up? Who knows? Well, don't they? uh, I think they fly on forks, don't they? Doesn't forks take them all up? I guess so, yeah. Crazy, this little bird who carries three. Imagine, Four people. Imagine being clasped in the talon oh. of a um, phoenix. Yeah. Carrying you up hundreds of feet. You are below a lake. You're below a lake. Are you listening yeah. to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, a, a, a phoenix's talon would not get round your old arm. So those claws would have to dig in, wouldn't And you're they? holding the talon back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gross. Oh. And you feel like you're going to pull out that little turkey leg. Yeah, yeah. Oh, imagine dislocating its leg. Oh. oh, oh, folks with two dislocated legs. Horrible. I hear that noise twice. Yeah. Oh, you start plucking oh. at its wings. <laughs> That's why it was in a state in Dumbledore's office. He's been riding it around. <laughs> Where have you been all year, Dumbledore? I've been hot air ballooning, <laughs> but with forks. The hot air was forks in flames. They're going down this slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry's going down the slide. It's like being at the real sun centre, sandcastle in Blackpool. And he can hear Ron behind him. Ron, you've got to wait for the green light (laughs) before you get... Look, there's a 15-year-old sat on a chair who's not nodded at you yet. You have to wait until you get the go-ahead before you jump down that slide because you're going to bump into Harry. (laughs) He's not being safe. Mm. This is what I'm saying, Tom. Do you know what I mean? He's not being safe, is he? Not at all. I went down a... Uh, I used to go down big slides in Spain at the water park. Oh, yeah. Sliders, bigos. At the aqua park. They had one called the Kamikaze. Oh, that's a good name. Very steep. I remember going on it. You were allowed. And yeah. it, just, I was, it was so quick. Yeah. I felt, like, unsafe. I remember high-fiving some kid. Yeah. As, like, he went past and got told off for that. Oof. Not good. I remember going to Sandcastle in Blackpool. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, know I had the water in my mouth. I squirted at people. Disgusting. Oh, dis- I'll tell you what was more disgusting. Me and Martina went there. We went to the wave pool, right? Mm. The waves start going. They start playing Hawaii Five-O. The waves start happening. <laughs> and it's very hard to put yourself in one direction. You just have to enjoy the waves. That's what makes you beautiful. <laughs> I turn round in the yeah. middle of the waves. And I see a floating turd. No, you don't. I do. Liar. No, I'm not lying. I swear on your life... Oi! ...that I saw a floating turd. And I've never fought against... Can I ask you a question? ...the of nature so fast. Was this a Kevin and Perry go large moment? I've not seen Kevin and Perry go large. There's a floating turd in the sea. Okay. Kevin's in the sea. Yeah. He starts to scream... Oh, and it goes in. <laughs> it goes in his mouth. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. I just swam in the opposite direction and we got away from the turd. But God, it had a mind of its own because it was following the waves. It was like you didn't know where it was from one second to the next. Very traumatic experience. Oh, and you and Martina were told you will never be superstar DJs. Exactly. Just like in Kevin and Perry Collage. Yeah, just like in that film I've not seen. 
they find down there a giant snake skin. <laughs> Have I told you the snake skin story? Was it a used prophylactic? It was not a used prophylactic. Well, it might have been, but it was a snakeskin as well. <laughs> now, <laughs> we've got a lot to cut out this episode. It's been wild. I had a couple of friends. Oh, yeah. Who, Let me count them. One, two. I had a couple of friends, right, who did the maths degree with, and they lived in a house near the university. Boy and a girl? Uh, two girls. Well, actually, there were three girls living in that house who I knew. They sound beautiful. Yeah. And... <laughs> and one day they get a knock on the door from a neighbour saying, excuse me, I'm very sorry, but my snake has escaped and I'm wondering if you've seen a snake around. Mm. And they go, no, no, sorry, sorry, we've not seen a snake. A couple of days later... No he visto un serpiente. Exactly. A couple of days later, they find... On the kitchen floor in their house, a snakeskin, a shed snakeskin. I'm about to vomit. So they think, bloody hell, it's been in here. It's an exorcist moment. Yeah. They take the snakeskin round to this bloke's house Mm. and they say, look, we found this. And he goes, bloody hell. That's about three times the size of it was when it left. They found it a couple of days later, a few more houses down, and it had been going like the basilisk through the pipes and stuff, eating like mice and rats and getting enormous. Oh and he eventually God. found this snake like a few houses down the road. Gross. Absolutely gross, but I wanted to tell you the story. I hate the fact that houses are linked in any way. Yeah, it's sure, hard, isn't it? Sure, I'll share a wall. Yeah. But I don't want there to be a single bit of air getting from my neighbour's house to my house. Yeah. The idea through pipes and sewage and all that kind of stuff. Ugh! The idea of my effluent mixing with others underground makes me sick. It makes me mad. <laughs> you love saying that. I do love saying it. <laughs> if you ever, someone ever says makes me, yeah. you will then say that. <laughs> it makes me mad. I think it's from Monty <laughs> Python. Isn't I think John Cleese says it in Monty Python, <laughs> but I can't remember what, what sketch it's from. Listeners, let us know. Let us know. Listeners, makes me by the way, listeners, I say, listeners, let us know about eight times an episode. And you and never do. You never let me know anything. <laughs> let us know. We want to know. Get in bloody touch. Lockhart tries to obliviate them. Yeah. The rocks come down. Yeah. And Harry and Ron are separated yeah. at last. Time to split up the dream team, boys. Don't they stop me, amigo? He is opposito, <laughs> the Roccos. Ay, caramba. <laughs> and I like this moment. We had this moment in the last book with Harry and Hermione, where we had a little bit of a tender moment, mm. where we learnt about their vulnerability. Mm. And we get a little bit of that here, where we get Ron feeling vulnerable. Ron, to be fair to him, I feel very sorry for, because obviously it's his sister, mm. and he thinks she's dead, and he's trying to rescue her. And here, I think this is the one of the first times we actually get a real vulnerable Ron who's not messing about, he's not being daft, he just wants to help his sister. It's a good device, isn't it? Yes. Um, they got to get Ron out of there because Harry's got to face whoever it is alone. Mm-hmm. So put him behind some rocks. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Get a rock fall. Get him out of the way. Yeah, because Harry... Yeah. Why is that? Why can't Harry have help during the final boss level? Mm. Well, you got to knock him out somehow. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Get him knocked out. But, yeah. Okay. How many... How many... How many clenched little girl's hands are you giving this chapter out of five? I love this chapter. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's all coming together. So much stuff has been like wrapped up. Things start making sense. There's so much danger. Ginny has been taken by the monster. We think she might be dead. I loved it. I thought it was great. I'm going to give chapter 16, The Chamber of Secrets, five clenched fists of little girls in hospital out of five. Excellent. Myself, I went in this chapter with a bad attitude. Yeah, you did. I was angry. Reading the pages, my eyebrows uh, furrowed. Yeah? I was like, you know, I was clenching my own hand, beating the desk like a dictator. Mm. But this chapter won me round. Yeah. Even though I didn't necessarily like the actions of some of the characters, it yeah. was a, a lot of lessons to be learned, you know? Mm-hmm. Missed opportunity. Listen to your friends. Yeah. Be open and honest. Mm-hmm. But along the way, there were some humorous bits as well. Percy, Buffalo Billing, <laughs> and getting caught. <laughs> you know? The fact that they drink tea at Hogwarts. It was wild. There was lies, there was remorse, and we are thoroughly showed the extent of the control that uh, the teachers have over the students. Mm. I'm awarding this chapter five clenched <gasps> little girls' hands out of five. Way! It's a double whammy! It's been a while since we've had a, a full house of, uh, of five out of fives. Listeners, we agree with each other. Way! It's what the fans have wanted. Now, are you ready for the most enticing <laughs> segment of the show? Quiz, quiz, quizzy key, quiz, quizzy key, quiz, 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 quiz. Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, quizzy key, quiz, quizzy key, quiz, 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 quiz. Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. How well will you do? I'll blow you, I cast. Okay. Question one. Yes. What noise was made when Ron stepped on a rat's skull? Oh no! Crunch. Correct. It was a loud crunch, but I'll give you a crunch. Lovely, thank you. Um, question two. <laughs> what did Percy almost choke on when uh, he was asked a question? Um, his tea. Correct. Oh, yes. Okay, question three. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where... Are you making these up <laughs> as you go along? <laughs> did... Where did the boys hide in the teacher's lounge? In the wardrobe. In an ugly wardrobe. In an ugly wardrobe, yeah. Sorry, thank yeah. you. No, right. right, question four. Oh, yeah, what's this going to be, I wonder? <laughs> what? Um, when they were told <laughs> that a little girl had yeah. been, like, you know, taken, Yeah. what did Professor Snape say? Um. Can we be sure she has been taken into the chamber? Close enough. And question five. What are the heir of Slytherin written below the original message? Her body will lie in the chamber forever. Her skeleton. No! 
Unfortunately, Mr. Kirkby, you have not won this week's quiz. Quiz, 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 and now it's time for the majority of our viewership's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. What's in a beak this week? Well, we've had a lovely five-star review from Maisie. She says, perfect Potter podcast. The best Harry Potter podcast around. The two fantastic hosts who bring the books to life through their own anecdotes and personal stories. My favourite podcast. How lovely. What a lovely thing to say. And for the first time, that's brightened up my day. Oh, lovely. The first, this <clears throat> the first nice day I've had in a while. Before this, I've not had a nice day. Oh. But thank you for that review. Thank you very much. I don't want people to say my favourite podcast, because a few people listen to multiple podcasts. God, yeah. How many would you... There's got to be a limit to how many you can physically keep up with. Podcasts? Yeah, like three or four, I reckon. Are you mad you are? Some people, <clears throat> unlike you, yeah. don't, don't have to teach a class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they work in silence, so they right. constantly have people like me and you, the Pottervision boys, oh. yammering on in their ear, you know, yeah. talking about how much we hate Ron, talking about Hagrid's <laughs> big ass, you know. Oh, my brother-in-law revealed to me that he accidentally listens to our podcast sometimes because my sister will sometimes listen to it and then it'll be on the Bluetooth or whatever mm. and then when he turns on his van, he'll get five seconds of me and you before he <laughs> turns it off in disgust. <laughs> Thanks for the support, buddy. <laughs> uh, we've also had a new patron, so thank you very much to Ashley Liston, who is our new baby Hermione on the Patreon page. Amazing stuff. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. And if anyone's... Our new patron. Thank you very much. If anyone is still teetering on the edge, we've now got about six extra episodes of the show, two more every month. We've got our live show recorded in 2019 on there. Goodies, stickers. And they're bloody funny. And they're bloody funny, you know. So, have a look. Patreon.com slash Pottervision. Now, I have got to give... A wholehearted thank you to the six, uh, was it six? Five people who got in touch to tell me what that bloody song was. I didn't know what it was. New York, the song. It's not. It's <laughs> New Arthur's York. theme. No. It was Arthur's theme by Christopher Cross from the film Arthur Chris with Dudley Morse. Lost with between Russell Brand. the moon and New York City. Not the new version with Russell Brand. Mm. It's the old version with You're quite the fan of Russell Brand, aren't you? No, I don't <laughs> like Russell Brand at all. I find him interesting, mildly, <laughs> but he's odd. So thank you to Ginge Pixel, Celia Mills, Kevin Caswell-Jones, my mother, Susan Kirkby, and Abby Allen, who all sent us in a message telling us who sang that song. And to the other... One one hundred and ninety five listeners do better. <laughs> We're disappointed in you. Now we've had a question from Elizney on Instagram. She says, "Do oh, you me? think? <laughs> do you think that the vanishing cabinet 
was planned from the start. It says there are two mentions of it in the Chamber of Secrets. It's in Nocturne Alley, when Harry's sneaking around Nocturne Alley, and Peeves drops one and distracts Filch in Hogwarts later on. Both cabinets play a big part in the Half-Blood Prince. Do you think it was planned or a coincidence? Planned. Yeah, I think so. I think she meticulously <laughs> planned a lot of things. Yeah, I think so. I think especially considering it was mentioned twice. That there's... That's two times that's been planted in your brain box. Yeah, exactly. I think you've got to, haven't you? Uh, even if you've not got every single detail fleshed out, I think if you're going to do a seven-book series that's one big story... And if anyone's an authority to speak on, you know, the writing of Harry Potter... It's me and you. It's me and you. <laughs> We've got an insight that nobody else has access to. We're reading the books for the the second time, for the first time in... 15... 15 years, years 20 yeah. years, 30 years, 40 years. <laughs> so, yeah, we're the experts, aren't we? Mm, I'd say... <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. But if you want any information on the Potter Vision live show, you're going to have to ask someone else. We don't know. Yeah, we have no idea. No idea. And we've also had a message from Joe Baker. Now, Joe works in Primark, and he sent us a picture of some, <laughs> some items he had to uh, collect. There were four of them. And on this little sheet of paper, it said... Like an invoice. Uh, like an invoice. And it had four times on the list... With a serial number. With a serial number. Dobby Pussy. Mm. What the bloody hell's that in Primark? <laughs> Did he say what it was? No, he didn't say. I should have asked him. Joe, let us know. Is it a crop top? Is it a shoe? If anyone's got a uh, any soap they might wouldn't mind sending in, uh, please do, because I've got to wash Lucas's mouth out. <laughs> Excuse me. We'd love that, free soap. <laughs> if you run like a soap company, send it in and we'll mention you on the pod mm. and use your lovely soaps. And finally, we've had a message from Celia Mills, who's asking, will you be doing Edinburgh this year, the Edinburgh Fringe, if it goes ahead? Maybe. 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 The answer is, Celia, we do not know as of yet. We don't know to and fro, mm-hmm. uh, upside down. Let me go. Exactly. <laughs> we, If it's going ahead, we want to be there, don't we? But we're waiting to find out what's going on. Try and keep the Potter Vision boys away from Edinburgh if it's happening. Exactly. You'll be able to. Exactly. You'd have to put a leash around our neck and we'd be gagging, frothing, trying to get there. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But this is a good time to announce that we've actually got some dates booked in. We're putting together a 2021-22 tour. And so far we've got eight dates booked in, which includes Edinburgh. First time hearing of it. Is it? Hey, well, get your diary open, Tom, because on the 30th of September, we're going to be at Chorley Little Theatre. On the 14th of October, we're going to be at the Comedy Lounge in Hull. On the 8th of November, we're going to be at the stand in Glasgow. On the 9th of November, we're going to be at the stand in Edinburgh. On the 10th of November, we're going to be at the stand in Newcastle. On the 17th of November, we're going to be at Hot Water Comedy Club in Liverpool. And then next year, these have been postponed to the 23rd of Feb. We'll be at the Manchester Comedy Store. And the 24th of Feb, we will be at the Bill Murray Theatre in London. And what is this? What do we do? We're doing Pottervision, me and you. Pottervision is the live show where two men recreate... Uh, the Philosopher's the Stone. The Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. Is it funny? It's bloody funny. Bloody funny, isn't it? Yeah. There's a massively high gag rate. Yes. There's jokes about Harambe in it. Yeah, Harambe, <laughs> if you like Harambe. Uh, um, you do a joke about that, that chef, don't you? Greg Wallace. Greg Wallace, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's all sorts going on. Come and watch the show. And uh, if you go on the website, all the dates are there, and there's a trailer 
for uh, the show as well that you can check out. Mm. That was Hedwig's Droppings. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Once again, thank you so, so much for listening. Please share it around. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell strangers on the street. Give us a five-star review if you haven't already. We are also on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, Pottervision. And also we've got a website, pottervision.com. If you want bonus episodes right now, we've got, I think, six Bonus episodes already with two more every month of our Double Vision episodes. And they're on Patreon, patreon.com slash Pottervision. And can I just say, they're funny. They're bloody good. They're bloody funny. They're bloody funny. They're really funny. I've had a lot of good feedback from them. We're exploring the films and we're exploring the uh, companion books, Tales of Beedle the Bard, Quidditch Through the Ages and Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. You don't even need to have read them books. They're just funny. They're just funny. We're laughing. We're laughing. We're having a laugh. Patreon.com slash Pottervision. You can also get stuff like key rings, stickers and posters, all sorts of stuff. Did you mention the live show? We've got a live show recording, 2019 live show recording. And as well, we have dates coming up in Hull, Liverpool, Manchester, London. Check the website for the latest details and get your tickets booked. The live show is me and Lucas uh, recreating the Harry Potter first film in under an hour. In an hour? In an hour. This is what we did before we did the podcast. And it was bloody funny. Yeah, come and watch. It's dark, it's scary. Put it on in your lounge. Make your dad watch it. Frighten him. Make your niece watch it. (laughs) Anyway... We'll see you next week. I'm getting very excited. We're in the Chamber of Secrets. We're on episode 34, book two, chapter 17, The Heir of Slytherin. Ah! (laughs) And the screaming book returns. You've been Tom Lawrenson. (laughs) You've been Lucas Kirkby. Good night. So listeners, as promised, uh, now is an excerpt from Double Vision, our bonus podcast that you can access through our Patreon. Um, To give you a bit of context, um, we're going through the uh, Tales of Beetle the Bard, and in one of the uh, episodes, we tasked each other to find an obscure fairy tale to discuss on the podcast. So... Lucas found his, uh, and I went out and found one called The Bunny and the Rat. Um, This is me telling that story, and this is us discussing it. Enjoy! Are you ready for my one? Yeah, what have you got for us? I found this one. Yeah. Very, it was a bit, I was like, okay, okay. It's called The Bunny and the Rat. (laughs) I love it already. Have you heard of this? No, no, never heard of The Bunny and the Rat. Right. So uh, there was this family of rabbits. I'm doing this from memory. Oh, yeah. There was this family of rabbits, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful bunny. And yeah. she has a litter of little rabbits, right? Yeah. And, uh, but she gets a bit um, lazy about raising them. Yeah. And the dad's like, no, you've got to be the one that raises them. You've had all these rabbits. Yeah. You, bunny, these are for you to raise. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, come on. Yeah. I've got a lot of things going on. Can we get some help in? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't think we should. She goes, I'm doing it. Right. Yeah. So she goes and finds this rat. This rat says to her, I heard your problem. Yeah. I'll help you raise your bunnies. And she's yeah. like, you'll help me raise my bunnies. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. help you. And she's like, oh, excellent. So this rat comes to live with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the rat is taking care of the little bunnies. Yeah. You know, she's um, looking after them. She's, you know, uh, making sure they go to bed on time. Yeah. Meanwhile, the bunny is out living it large. She's, yeah. She's sunbathing in the fields. <laughs> yeah. She's eating a big old uh, 
uh, lettuces. Yeah. What do you call one of them? A thing of lettuce. Uh, don't know, just a lettuce. A lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> she's eating them. She's having a great time. Yeah. Um, and she's like, this is brilliant. What a perfect relationship. Yeah. The rats at home looking after the bunnies, the little rabbits. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm having a great time. Yeah. While she's away, though. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, the rat starts taking a more intense role in the raising of these little rabbits, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, she said to the rat, give them little carrots. See those baby carrots? Those are for the little thingies. But the rat's like, yeah, yeah, we'll do. As soon as she leaves the house, the rat eats the carrots yeah. for itself. Yeah. <gasps> and then the rat starts to breastfeed right. the, uh, rab- <laughs> the little rabbits. Yeah. She starts to breastfeed the little yeah, rabbits, yeah, yeah. right? And the little rabbits start to get used to it, <gasps> right? Yeah. So when the mum comes home and she's like, oh, I'll uh, feed the little ra- the rabbits now, yeah. she gets some carrots out and the rabbits don't take and Bunny's like, mm, what's this about? The rat's like, don't worry about it. I've yeah. already fed them today. It's nothing to worry about. She's like, oh, okay. She goes out again. Yeah. The husband's like, the, the husband rabbit is like, where is Bunny? Bunny's yeah. always out. Yeah. And she's having it large all the time. Yeah. And the rat's like, oh, don't worry about her. You know, I'm looking after the rabbits. There's nothing to worry about. Yeah. The rat and the, uh, the male rabbit, yeah. they start developing a relationship together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. They start developing a relationship. Yeah. Right? And he starts getting used to it. So the mum's coming home and she's like, hey, uh, do you fancy it? Uh, we'll have an early night tonight. And the husband's not really interested. He's like, yeah. no, you go out, whatever. I'm not that bothered. Yeah. I'm not that bothered. She leaves. She's like, okay. She comes home early. She yeah. looks through the window. Yeah. And she sees the rat kissing her husband. Oh, yeah. 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 She, and she's like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am yeah. I going to do? Yeah. Right? And she runs off again and she thinks, I'm going to have to leave him. I'm going to have to take the rabbits and I'm going to have to go. Yeah. Right? She comes back to the house, looks through another window, and she sees the rat breastfeeding the bunnies, the oh, rabbits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she starts to be sick. Right? Yeah. And she runs to her husband and she says, no, we've got to get rid of the rat. And yeah. he's like, we've got to get rid of the rat. We've got to get rid of you. Uh, Where have you been? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, so the bunny is like, I've got to do something. I've got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she uh, she thinks, I'm going to have to kill the rat. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to kill the rat, right? Yeah. So hell? she sets a trap. She digs a hole. Yeah. Right? And she puts some spikes in the hole. Yeah. Covers it with leaves. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, rat, can you uh, see me in the garden? I'd like uh, I'd like to give you a, a, a reward for lucky, doing so much work for me. And the yeah, rat's yeah. like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. And she goes, just not a little bit further, a little bit further. And the rat falls in through the leaves. Yeah. And like his uh, spikes go into her. Yeah. And she perishes. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, bunny goes back to her home and yeah. she goes, that's that problem solved. Yeah. Um, the rat is gone. Yeah. But by the time she gets home, her husband and the little rabbits are gone. They've left. <gasps> They've like just ran off. That's it. And that's the end. Yeah. Bloody hell! I don't know what moral you meant to take from the bunny and the rat, but... Don't get an au pair. <laughs> don't get a babysitter. <laughs> Cancel that sitter tonight if you're listening. Yeah. Otherwise, a rat's going to be kissing your husband. <laughs>
That's the moral from this tale. That was mental. And this, I think that's what we wanted out of this segment that we had an idea about. These crazy... T- I thought My Princess Who Never Smiled was quite crazy, but hey, a rat breastfeeding a rabbit. I was so delighted when I found that. Yeah. Just the imagery of all that alone. Yeah. Look it up, guys, look it up. It's not a fairy tale, that. That is a psychological horror. <laughs> Genuinely, that... Put, put people in instead of rats. Yeah. And that is a... You could get 90 minutes out of that. An absolutely frightening <laughs> tale. I want to see Disney adapt that for a cartoon. The bunny and the rat. So, that was Bunny and the Rat. Uh, bunny and the Rat was an excerpt of episode three of Double Vision. There's six episodes of Double Vision on the Patreon site right now that you can access. So if you'd like to hear more of Bunny and the Rat and an assortment of different episodes, including our discussion of the first film uh, and the other books, other Beetle the Bard stories, Quidditch Through the Ages, and our discussion of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.